Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. If you are stuck or overwhelmed while getting your syndication business started, I completely understand. I was in your shoes, working as hard as I could, but going nowhere until I hired a mentor. That mentor gave me direction at crucial times in my business that helped me to be able to close on over $100 million in real estate last year. I'm picking a select group of people over the next 30 days that are self-disciplined and motivated to ensure their success in this business. If this is you, apply on our website to see if you qualify. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I am your host, Whitney Sewell. Thank you again for listening to the show. I'm always grateful just to see our numbers rising, to see the show growing. I hope we are providing a ton of value to you in your syndication business and just learning about commercial real estate and just learning from all the experts in this business that we can possibly find. So I hope that you are enjoying that. Again, if you have any suggestions on how to make this show better, if you'd love me to ask any other questions of these guests, will you email us at info at lifebridgecapital.com? And I would love to hear some more feedback. I would love to hear those questions that you would like me to ask. Or if you have a guest that you would like me to have on the show or somebody, a suggestion of somebody you would like me to interview, you can always recommend them through info at lifebridgecapital.com. Or you can also send them to the podcast page uh, at lifebridgecapital.com and they can apply there. There's a button there where you can apply to be a guest on the show. And we would love to talk to you or, or consider you for a guest if you are in this business or can help people in this business. And so again, thank you for listening. Oh, I am so grateful just for you know the show continuing and for the growth that we have have been experiencing. So thank you again. So I'm continuing today in this interview of this candidate, right? And it was, this is like a part two of, of the interview process or, or questions anyway, but of a mini part series where I've talked about how we've hired someone recently and things I've learned through the hiring process. Again, a lot of this comes from the book Top Grading by Bradford Smart. I'm giving them credit just because, I mean, much of this comes from there and, and things that I've learned from that book. I encourage you to have that in your office and go through it. It's on Audible as well. But I, I had both. I listened to it and then I went back and, you know, our bookmark certain sections went back in the book and would underline and highlight specific things that I knew that were important to us. But so much of it tells you about the importance of hiring the correct person, right? Or the cost of the mishire and helping you to calculate that. It's so important and for you to think through. And that's why a lot of people never get started hiring because of the, the fear of the mishire. Oh, well, I'm going to have to fire that person or they're going to leave. I'm going to do it all over again. And you're probably right. Honestly, you're probably right. I've had numerous assistants, and but we have grown every time. I've gotten a better one every time, you know, or somebody with more skills. I've been able to afford to pay this person a little more. So, you know, I've gotten more experience out of different people that we've hired the further we've gotten. But this is the first time I've used this method, and we probably only used a third of the entire top grading method. But we learned so much, I did, by going through this. But I'm going to continue on the interview questions from last week's episode so you can hear these and you can be thinking through 
some questions that you need to ask when you are interviewing this next candidate for whether it's an assistant position or whatever it may be. This helps you to think through, again, the character of this individual. I shared about that on last week's show. Just about understanding the character of this person and how they became who they are. So important. So important to me. So I'm going to continue. Last week, I think we left off at risk-taking. And, and, you know, and I ask them, what are the biggest risks you have taken in recent years or in the recent year even? Or, you know, you can narrow that down. But see what they say, you know, and then ask them to include ones that have worked out well or ones that have not worked out so well. You know, ask them some best practices that they've adopted or things that they have learned recently, you know, and it can be very open ended. It could be about anything, you know, any best practices and how they do anything that they do, really. But if they have a specific skill that you're hiring them for, then obviously you could devote it to that. Describe projects in which your best practice solutions did and did not fully address customer client needs. And so, again, some of this, you know, you would, you know, you need to edit for your position. Right. You need to think through exactly what you're hiring for. You know, how computer literate are you? Please describe your professional network. A lot of that can say a lot about somebody. We've talked about that much on the show, just about how important your network is. What seminars or formal education have you participated in and when? Describe your reading habits, books, articles, you know, general business. What are they reading? I think that tells a lot about someone as well. You can learn a lot by, you know, how often are they reading? How disciplined? And we talked about that last show as well. You know, are they knowledgeable about specific things? Are they staying up to date on different things about, you know, these skill sets? You know, like I said, depending on what you're hiring them for, some industries, I mean, you just have to stay so in depth in reading and understanding what's happening today to be current. And not all of them are that way, but most. But the more you're knowledgeable, the more you're staying up to date on these things, the better, right? So what are their reading habits? What are they reading? What are the most important lessons you have learned in your career? And get specific. You know, when they start talking about something, you know, ask them when, where, what, right? And how, all those things. What did you learn? And so ask them and get more specific. Leave it open-ended at first, but then get more specific, you know, and say, you know, looking back in your career, what were your most and least successful jobs? And leave it wide open. You might say, describe a situation or two in which the pressures to compromise your integrity were the strongest you have ever felt. It's interesting some responses I received from that. And what are a couple of most courageous actions or unpopular stands you have ever taken? When have you confronted unethical behavior or chosen to not say anything in order to not rock the boat? Under what circumstances have you found it unjustifiable to break confidence? What actions would you take in the first weeks should you join our organization? So now we're going to you know, get into some resourcefulness questions. But what sort of obstacles have you faced in your most recent job and what, what did you do? What are examples of circumstances in which you were expected to do a certain thing and on your own went beyond the call of duty, right? We want to know about this person to the extent of, you know, how did they go beyond the call of duty? That's somebody that I want. You know, I think it's Dan Sullivan. I've talked about it in one of the earlier shows. You know, he talks about hiring somebody that the batteries are included, right? You want those batteries included. I want somebody that I'm not having to hold their hand all the time or motivate them, you know, to figure out that next thing. Or, you know, I don't want somebody that's going to ask me about every detail. I want them to push themselves. And here's another thing, even if they're pushing themselves and they make a few mistakes, hey, it's okay. I would rather they didn't make mistakes, but I would rather 
them make the mistakes because they are trying hard as opposed to not trying at all or putting forth much effort, right? And me having to motivate them. You know, I do not want them to be crippled by fear, right? It reminds me of the book, which I've said many times, you know, who moved my cheese? If you've not read that book, it's a very short read. They have a child's version. You should get it for your children. I read it to my boys often. There's even an audible version that we listen to in the truck sometimes when they're riding with me somewhere. But there's one statement in there that says, you know, what would you do if you were not afraid? What would you do if you were not afraid? So, you know, you want to think through these things and how do they perform, you know, even if they have some fear. So who who have been your major career influences and why? It's a big one. Again, we asked earlier about some of their, you know, school influences, things like that, professors, whatever, friends, parents. But, you know, even in their careers, who has been their biggest influences and why? Are you better at initiating a lot of things or hammering out results for a fewer things? Uh, how well organized are you? How do you do to be organized and what do you do? Yeah, what do you do to be organized and what, uh, if anything? How could you be better organized? So, I mean, there's all kinds of things about missing deadlines. You could ask about when they have missed a deadline. What did they do? Describe complex challenges they've had to coordinate or fix or, you know, what did they do to complete that complex challenge or, or learn or Are you better at juggling a number of priorities or projects or just one project at a time? And even about work habits, you know, what are some work habits that they have? If you were to talk to administrative assistants you have had during the past several years, you know, how would they describe your strengths and weak points with respect to personal organization, communication, attention, detail, and planning? So, you know, you're asking, you know, how would other people that you've worked with describe these things about you? You know, what would they say about these specific things about you? And obviously, that's going to be dependent upon what kind of jobs they've had. And how have you significantly raised the bar for yourself or others? Do you believe in asking for forgiveness rather than permission? Or are you inclined to be sure your bosses are in full agreement before you act? And it goes back a little bit to what I was talking about a minute ago. You know, just want to know, what's their thought process there? You know, are they going to push themselves or are they going to be hindered by, you know, fear of failure or fear of, you know, just messing up? And a lot of that's just how you supervise too. You know, do you enable, you know, your people to push, you know, and to move the bar forward and let them learn, right? We want them to be prepared. We want to provide training. But we never, you know, I never want them to have to ask me about every detail. I mean, I'm hiring them because they are an expert. I'm hiring them because they are better at this thing than I am and much better. And I want them to be able to be specifically focused on that thing. But how much supervision do you want or need? What sort of mood swings do you experience? I don't know that I asked that, but I don't think I did. But what do you do to alleviate stress? How do you handle yourself under stress and pressure? Describe yourself in terms of emotional control. Some of these I did not ask just for time's sake, because there's some better ones that we get to that I just felt were much more important than some of these. And again, unless you have four hours, you're not going to get to every one of these questions. When were you so frustrated you did not treat someone with respect? How would you describe your sense of humor? Tell me about a situation in which you were expected to work with a person you disliked. Some of that could be very useful. You know, how did they handle that situation? You know, what was the task they had to do with this other individual that they didn't didn't care for? And what was the outcome? You know, were they able to handle themselves well? Was it still a success? You know, either way, you know, what did they learn about themselves even, you know, during that process? And so many things that we can ask, obviously, we want to know if they're a team player, 
You know, you can ask things about standing up to a boss, right? We want to know how assertive they are. You know, you can ask them to describe their level of assertiveness when there's a difference of opinion. You know, how did they confront people directly, indirectly? You know, how did they handle that? I'm going to ask them for examples. Sometimes that's good to have an open-ended question just about examples of where they were assertive or, or anything in that matter. But just provide some examples of that. It's, it's kind of a good question. When they give an answer about something and they're not very detailed, you can always say, you know, can you give me an example of that? Or maybe where you've done that recently or, or in that position, things like that. You could ask them about a time when they put their foot in their mouth. How do they communicate? What were their means of communicating with their, you know, in their previous position? You know, were they even, if they're going to be virtual, like a virtual assistant or a virtual team member, you know, in this position for you, have they done that in the past? You know, have they been virtual before? You know, and you want to understand how did they communicate? You know, there's different ways that we communicate as a team because we don't see each other. I mean, really hardly ever. And so, I mean, in person, we do see each other through Zoom at least weekly and sometimes numerous times a week. But you want to understand how did they communicate in the past? How was that handled? And just to ensure that they're prepared or or that they understand that they don't have to, but it's helpful if they've been in that kind of situation in the past before. I like knowing too, you know, how does this individual go about establishing goals for performance? And there's different ways you can ask about that, but even some personal goals. You know, what are there some personal and professional goals? Maybe they want to hike a big mountain or maybe they want to swim, become a, you know, a professional swimmer. I, I don't know, you know, whatever that may be, but it just tells a lot about an individual, you know, and you can say, well, you know, how often are you practicing that? Or how often are you able to do that? And it just it gives you some insight into this individual, you know, and what's important to them even outside of work, which could be just good for you to know. Maybe you have some of those same interests, team building. You know, you can ask about how have you tried to build teams? What are some roles you've had on teams in the past? And again, depending on the type of role you're hiring for, maybe they need to be good at running meetings. You can ask them about, you know, how they've done that in the past. You can ask them about different people that they have led, you know, if they've led teams. And maybe, you know, even times that their leadership was challenged or maybe their opinion was challenged, you know, as they were leading a group or maybe leading other team members just gives a a lot of insight. Conflict management, there's tons of things that we could talk about, about conflicts or different people that just do not agree. But, well, you know, we want to know really, though, a couple of things you could say, you know, how many hours you work per week on average or during the last year. But another question that I like asking is like, what motivates you? And just leave it open, right? Just leave it open. What motivates you? I think that's going to tell you a lot about someone. And then obviously you're going to have follow-up questions. Describe the pace at which you work. You know, we want to know fast, slow, moderate. How do they see themselves? You know, most people are going to say fast probably. But, you know, there may be some other follow-up questions there that you can ask. Any tendencies that they have that you need to ask about. I mean, we could go on and on. But that hopefully gives you... Just many questions to think through. There's many things there that are going to lead to other questions that you're going to want to follow up. Remember, you are taking notes during this entire time. I do take I take lots of notes. You know, I take notes during interviews for the podcast, everyone. And that also, even during the interview, helps me to follow up with better questions. But during an interview like this with an individual as a candidate, I'm taking lots of notes the majority of the time. Remember, I'm not just taking notes when they've said something maybe they aren't so proud of, you know, because obviously they're going to know that you're taking notes, right? Or you're looking away. They see 
you typing or they hear you typing, you know, through a Zoom meeting. But you want to be taking notes most of the time. You and your business partner or whoever's doing that tandem, completing that tandem interview with you, you want to be taking notes the whole time. Especially the one that's not asking that question, and they could be just be taking lots of notes during that time. And then you're going to compare those notes later, you know, after those interviews, and maybe even rank them. There is a ranking structure as well in this book, so you can go through and rank some. I mean, lots of competencies, you know, whether it's intellectual or personal or impersonable, management, leadership, motivational. I mean, there's just lots of ways to start ranking these people. And of course, this is built for you know, organizations too that are, you know, have thousands of employees and that are hiring, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, on an annual basis or even more. But many of these things are very useful for you, you know, when when you're making your first hire or your second hire. And I think for you, it could even be more catastrophic to have a mishire than some of those organizations, you know, when, you know, this is a big chunk of income that you're dedicating to this individual to be full-time or even part-time for your organization. It's so important that you do these things right. And so think through these questions. And I hope that this has helped you to think through your interview and allowed you to successfully hire a class A candidate. I hope you've learned a lot. I hope that you have signed up on LifeBridgeCapital.com. Go to the contact us page. I hope to speak to you personally. If you're looking to invest, you know, with an investment firm, I hope you've considered us as you listen to this show. And we look forward to helping you any way that we possibly can. Have a blessed day. We'll talk to you next week. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.